Good evening. Good evening. If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Galatians, chapter 5. We'll be looking at verse 25 tonight. As you're turning there, I want to ask, how mindful are we of spiritual things? Now, what I mean is, is do we think about spiritual things during the week? Do we give it much thought? Or do we go about our daily life never thinking about the things of God? Never thinking about how our adversary is always out and about trying to get us to stumble, looking for ways to get us to stumble and fall into sin. Now, we are told in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, that we are to be sober, we are to be vigilant about different things. Basically, we are to be sober or self-restrained, we are to be vigilant or watchful as we go about our daily lives. This is to be something that we do all the time. We're to be just self-restrained and watchful as we go about our daily lives. And, you know, I believe that, you know, what, what Peter is talking about and then what we see Paul telling the Thessalonica church that we are to always have a, a prayer in our heart and a hymn on our lips as we go about, always having our minds set on the things of God, always keeping our eyes focused on Jesus Christ. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 25, it's written, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us tonight, Lord, as we worship. Just give us an insight and understanding into your word and help us just to always focus on you and look to you for all things. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us tonight as we worship. Just give me the words to say that it would just touch and edify those that are here and just bind down Satan and have no part of this service. And again, Lord, we just lift up those that are sick and shut in, those who cannot make it tonight, those that may be traveling. We just lift them up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon them. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us in everything that we say and do. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul writes that we are to live in the Spirit. Now, what exactly does that mean? If you look back at verse 24, it gives you basically the answer of living in the Spirit. He says, For they that are Christ's, have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. They that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. This is living in the Spirit. This is what he means by living in the Spirit. Basically, we have crucified the old nature. 
that old nature that we had and all of the lust and the, the sinful affections of that old nature. And what this does, this crucifixion of the flesh, it separates us from the dominion, the domination of the sin nature. Pretty much that old sinful nature is to be dead and buried. It was crucified and it died in this crucifixion and it should stay dead and buried. And this happens when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Whenever we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, our old nature is crucified on the cross with him. It died on the cross. And we are then born again. This is the basis of the new birth. If our old nature dies, something has to be born within us. And it is the birth of the new nature created after Christ that is born. And it's born by the Spirit of God. And basically we are given this new nature in Christ when that old nature has been crucified. And as a result of this new birth, as a result of the crucifixion of the old nature, we are freed from the bondage of sin. The shackles of sin are, are broken from us and the dominion of the sin nature is pretty much destroyed by what happened on the cross. Thus, we are not to walk after the flesh. That's what Paul is talking about here. For they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the, affection, with the affections and the lust. That old nature is dead and should not have a part of us anymore. And then he says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. We live in the Spirit when we receive Christ because the Holy Spirit dwells within us. We belong to God. And we have His Spirit dwelling in us Thus we are to live according to the Spirit. And as such, we are to walk in the Spirit. Walk in this new nature. Because of what happens to our old nature, it is crucified, it is dead, and it should be buried. We are not to walk after the flesh, but live and walk in the Spirit of God. Now, why is that? Let's think about what happens when we don't walk in the Spirit after we have received Christ. Well, how does that happen? Pretty much what happens is, is we take our eyes off of Christ. That's how we fail to walk in the Spirit. We take our eyes off of Jesus Christ. And we start to focus on all the other things that are around us. We focus on the cares of the world. We focus on, on you know, we, we focus on things that are not to be focused on by Christians. These cares of the world, we, we can fall to sin. We, we fall to these lusts that keep creeping up. 
pretty much when we, fo- when we take our eyes off of Christ, what happens is, is the old nature starts to rear its head up. And as a result, when we take our eyes off of Christ, we're more apt to stumble and fall to the temptations that Satan throws our way. Falling to the temptation of Satan. Because when we take our eyes off of Christ and that old nature starts to rear its head up, what happens? Pride starts to take over. And we start to think about how, well, we can go our own way and do our own thing. And what is liable to happen when, that, when we do that? We stumble and fall to sin. Again, look at what Peter writes in, in 1 Peter 5.8. He says, be sober and watch. Be sober and watch. For your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now this goes back to what Paul writes in Ephesians 6.12. Now what does Paul write in Ephesians 6.12? He says that our adversary is not flesh and blood. Think about that. Our adversary is not flesh and blood. Our adversary is, as Paul says, the rulers of the darkness of this world, the principalities and and princes in these high places. Basically, our adversary is spiritual. It's on the spiritual plane. Spiritual wickedness. Our adversary is Satan and his demons. And on a daily basis, think about that, on a daily basis, we face this adversary. Daily. We face the evil and darkness that comes from the spiritual realm. The evil and darkness of Satan. We face that daily. This is the power of Satan in the world. And what Peter says is he goes about like a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. Now. If you think about it, a roaring lion is two things. A roaring lion is either angry or it's hungry. Peter gives the illusion of a hungry lion. Now what do we know about a hungry lion? A hungry lion has an insatiable hunger that it wants to feel. And it will stop at nothing to fill it. Why? Because a lion is a predator. That's all it is. It's a predator. Think about cats. An outside cat. Now, an outside cat will be a pretty good hunter, won't it? 
It's going to catch mice. It's going to catch birds. It's a predator. And it's going to go about and, and hunt these things at all times. And then think about something else. If you were to take a laser light and shine it on the floor and wiggle it, what's that cat going to do when it sees it? It's going to think it's something it can attack. It's acting on those predator instincts. Ready to pounce. Ready to attack. Ready to devour whatever it catches. Well, the same is true for a lion. It sees something it can attack. It's going to chase it and it's going to kill it. Peter is saying the same is true with Satan. He's going to go about like a roaring lion, seeking what he can devour. Now, he has an insatiable hunger to destroy his prey and devour his prey. Something else. I want you to turn over to Isaiah 57 real quick. And look at verse 20. Look at what Isaiah says about the wicked. Isaiah says that the wicked are like a tossing sea which cannot rest. The wicked are like a tossing sea which cannot rest. Satan and his demons go about never resting. They never rest. We have to rest, don't we? We get tired. Satan never rests. His demons never rest. Just like the wicked that we see in the world, it never rests. Why? Because it's controlled by Satan. And Satan goes about with his demons not resting like a roaring lion seeking whom they can devour. Satan and his demons will not rest just like the evil and wickedness in this world will not rest. And he's going to use all of his resources to attack the faithful. Yet, Think about something. Our Redeemer, our Savior, our God is stronger than Satan. He's stronger than Satan. He's more powerful than our adversary. And that's why we are to live in the Spirit. We are to walk in the Spirit. We are to let that old nature stay dead and buried after it's been crucified. Because when we live in the Spirit, when we walk in the Spirit, we always keep our eyes on Christ. Never taking our eyes off of Him is the way we are to live. Because in that way, we will not stumble. We will not fall. It's the way that we can overcome the arrows and the traps of the devil. 
whenever he shoots them and throws them our way. And it's the only way to do this. Again, we keep a prayer in our heart and a hymn on our lips. We walk in the Spirit and we keep our eyes on Christ. And we're going to overcome what Satan throws at us. Because that's the only way to do it. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, I just thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for just the blessings that you've given us. And, Lord, as we go into this time of invitation, I just pray again, Lord, that if there's anyone that needs to make any decision, you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us. Your love and watch her. Just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Steve. Number two.